Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, December 14th. S&P futures are up about 22 points. That is about 60 basis points. NASDAQ futures are lagging a bit. They're up 50 points. That's about 40 basis points. The major European indices are up about 90 basis points, and you are seeing outperformance in cyclical stocks. So autos, basic resources, banks, energy are all outperforming in Europe. Banks in particular are very strong. The SX7P bank index in Europe is up over 2.5%. That's leading Europe. Asia was a little bit more mixed overnight. So you're definitely seeing um, you know, a resumption of some of the cyclical outperformance that we saw throughout most of November and earlier December after um, stocks took a little bit of a breather last week. A lot of moving pieces this morning just to kind of run through some of the major topics and themes for this morning. Um, so on U.S. fiscal stimulus, it looks like there will be an effort to kind of break apart um, the stimulus package that had been discussed previously. So remember, there were um, a couple of $900 billion plus blueprints floating around Washington. Um, there had been a lot of disagreement around liability protection and state and local aid. So there will be an effort now beginning today to kind of separate out those two topics from the rest of stimulus for which there is a relative um, um, consensus in place. So one of the top one of the packages will be worth about 750 billion. That's the those are the items for which there is a consensus and the others which is about 160 billion. Those will be um, again split off and probably not addressed again until after the January 20th inauguration. Um, you know, I think based on where things were headed this should be considered a victory. Um, you know, as of Friday, if you were going to try to keep everything together, it looked like liability protection and state and local aid were going to kill the entire stimulus initiative, which meant there would be nothing until after January 20th. So getting $750 billion through during the lame duck, I think, again, should be considered a victory. Um, you know, it looked like they were going to attempt to do this type of separation last week, but um, I think $750 billion is higher than what was anticipated. I think most people thought you were probably looking at 500 to 600 billion um, if you're going to try to split off into, uh, and, and conduct this in a piecemeal fashion. So again, we'll have to see if this passes. We have yet to hear from, again, McConnell and Pelosi are the two most important people. Markets should not pay attention to anyone else when they make comments around this entire process. We'll have to see um, how they both will feel about this initiative. McConnell in the past has advocated for a piecemeal approach, although he, it's unclear if he'll um, sign off on $750 billion. And Pelosi in the past has been against a piecemeal approach, although Steny Hoyer, who is the number two Democrat in the House, um, seemed to endorse this idea. So again, this looks like to the extent we're going to see any stimulus during the lame duck, they'll have to do this piecemeal fashion. It's just a question of whether or not Pelosi and McConnell, again, those are the two people that matter. Um, We'll have to see how they um, speak about the topic later today and then throughout the course of the week. Remember, the latest deadline for this will be the 18th. That's when uh, U.S. government funding will run out. That's the budget. So again, the budget will be the vehicle through which stimulus gets passed. So we have a couple more days to kind of um, tie up all the loose ends. So that is stimulus. Um, the other big topics for this morning, Brexit negotiations. So remember, Sunday the 13th had been the latest deadline. Talks are now continuing past that. So that's positive. You have the pound up a percent and a half this morning. A lot of the UK financial stocks, which are very sensitive to Brexit, are trading very well today. Um, again, I think this is more of a nuisance for US equities than a major positive or negative. 
Obviously, getting a deal in place is better than not getting a deal in place. We'll have to see how this all unfolds. January 1st is the deadline to get um, a trade deal in place between the UK and the EU. So you have a couple more weeks of negotiations. Um, you know, Again, we'll have to see how all this plays out. The Some of the rhetoric over the weekend was not necessarily very hopeful, but I think the fact that you're just continuing past the 13th, um, which had been a deadline, is, is obviously considered a positive the Pfizer vaccine got its FDA emergency use authorization Friday night. Widely, widely, widely expected to occur. That is not a surprise. However, you are now seeing a million headlines throughout the financial press and the general media press about how you know vaccines are being distributed. Vaccines are going to start to be administered. You're going to start to see a lot of headlines about people starting to get the vaccine probably as soon as today or tomorrow. So the inoculation process in the U.S. is well underway. The Moderna vaccine, which is going to see an FDA advisory panel meeting this Thursday, that should get emergency youth authorization by probably this Friday night, if not Saturday morning. And then you will have two vaccines out in the marketplace being administered to people. So again, the vaccination process is well underway. Johnson & Johnson should have um, preliminary phase three data out in early January. That will probably be the next major candidate to get emergency use authorization just based on where everything is heading. I think AstraZeneca um, is going to have to um, provide some more data to the FDA um, and just provide comfort around this whole um, you know, dose and a half controversy and whether or not that um, really provides the efficacy figures that they claim. So two vaccines now. Um, and then again, Johnson Johnson will probably be next. And then, you know, I, this will ramp up throughout, um, you know, Q1 and Q2. And it's not crazy to start talking about herd, immun uh, herd immunity being achieved by, um, you know, the May timeframe, if, if not earlier. Um, on the U.S. political transition, there should not be any questions left about this process. I'm not sure why there are any questions left about this process. The um, Texas lawsuit, which objectively speaking, was ridiculous, was rejected by the Supreme Court Friday night. The Electoral College meets today. They're going to vote for Biden. Um, and again, this there should be no questions left about the transition. Biden will be inaugurated on the 20th as scheduled. The, you know, the two main question marks in Washington are fiscal negotiations and then the January 5th runoffs um, in Georgia, which will, uh, which will decide control of the Senate. Remember, there are two seats up for grabs in Georgia. Republicans have to win just one to keep their majority. Democrats have to win two, which would get to 50-50 Senate, which would make Vice President Harris the, the tiebreak. Um, most people assume, and, and, it's, and it's, uh, I think it's fair to assume, that Republicans will keep the majority. Um, but again, either way, you're talking about um, a very, very divided Congress. So remember, even if the Democrats were to win both seats, you're just at 50-50. You do have some moderates. Um, some moderate Democrats in the Senate. So they will they will block um, some of the more radical proposals that Pelosi and, and uh, other members of the party have talked about. Um, and again, McConnell, um, you know, to the extent he retains his majority, is going to be a tiny one. And then in the House also, Pelosi's majority, especially right um, in, in January when the new Congress takes office, it's going to be among the smallest in history. Um, and part of that has to do with Biden taking some Democrats out of the House and, and into his cabinet. But you're looking at an extraordinarily divided um, House and Senate, which will make it very difficult to kind of pass, um, you know, some of the more controversial pieces of proposal, uh, some of the more controversial ideas, again, that that have been floated by um, uh, factions of the Democratic Party. Uh, and then just finally, M&A, there was a lot of M&A on the tape, about $56 billion worth of deals that I counted 
Um, AstraZeneca buying Alexion uh, was the big one, but there were a bunch of others as well. So obviously that's another tailwind for stocks this morning. So those are all the major themes and trends today. Definitely, um, you know, sentiment a little bit more positive than it was last week where equities took a break. Um, on the calendar for today, there's really nothing major as far as macro events that are scheduled. Obviously, you're probably going to see some headlines from Washington, some headlines from Brussels as well on fiscal stimulus and Brexit, respectively. Otherwise, it's just a few company-specific catalysts for today. And then, and then again, you have the Electoral College voting on Biden, um, but that should not even be a, a question mark. Um, you know, just taking a step back, I think the biggest risk for the taper more just not are are non-fundamental in nature. So. It has to do with investor psychology being very bullish and very complacent, um, you know, positioning and supply. So you have obviously you have had a ton of IPOs and secondaries dumped on the market. Um, although you did see two kind of prominent tech names um, decide to delay their IPOs. So uh, Roblox and Affirm came out over the weekend and said that they would be delaying their IPOs. So that may alleviate some of the supply pressure, at least for the next two weeks. Um, and then just it's an issue of valuations being very elevated. Um, in terms of fundamentals, you know, corporate America, I think, is performing very well. The earnings estimates right now, as they stand, are probably reasonable, um, especially remember the 2022 consensus of $195 to $200. That's really um, the most important figure as far as providing valuation justification for the market right now. That is where a lot of your a lot of sell side strategists are forming their their price targets for the S and P. Of over four thousand, based on that one ninety five plus figure for twenty twenty two, and then obviously you have enormous stimulus that's still in place, and then the vaccination process underway. So fundamentals are still supportive. It's just an issue of some of those non fundamental factors in the market. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening. <laughs>